Yo, monkey, it's me, D-D-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, monkey, well, you, you're listening to the Cruise Control Podcast, and that's not a bad thing, a good thing. We are now on the Cruise Control Podcast here Wednesday night, February 24th, 2016, here live in New York City. You can follow me, the host, Randy Cruz, on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. And the guest of the night is Mr. Greg Hyde. Uh, You know him as one of the co-hosts of the Cheap Heat podcast on iTunes, along with David Shoemaker and Peter Rosenberg. He's on Twitter at StatGuyGreg, a.k.a. Greg Diversion. Um, Greg, what's up, my man? How you doing? Going on, man. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Uh, I know you're a very busy guy. You, you know, you be on TV, you be on the internet, you be on doing these podcasts <laughs> with Rosenberg and Shoemaker. So just, just for you to give me thirty minutes or whatever, I definitely appreciate it, man. We could probably do a little bit better than thirty, but we'll see how it goes, man. It was, this is my first time on Cruise Control, so we'll see how it goes. I'm expecting to have a lot of fun, though. Hey, man. You, uh, thank you. Um, First of all, it it is a pleasure having you on the show because, uh, according to you, we are two days removed from the greatest Monday Night Raw you've ever seen. So this ever. is amazing, right? Yeah, ever, ever. I, I don't know about uh, yeah, that, but not the greatest that I've ever seen. The greatest ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Before I go into all these questions, man, uh, you know, me and you have been watching wrestling. I know for for quite some time. We've been through each and every era. Um, what is making you say that Monday night was the greatest Monday Monday night raw ever? What's making you say that? Well, you raised a good point, right? There's been a lot of different eras in wrestling. So we remember Raw started off as a one hour show. Right. Then it went to two hours. Then it played around with the three hours and went back to two and now it's back at three. And so there's a lot of different variables you got to, because, you know, there's some good draws in the one-hour days, you know, some great ones in the two-hour days. But for one, this is a three-hour show that they had to put on. Right. And they kept not just the crowd, but the audience at home in it for the whole three hours. They had they hit the rise perfectly, and then they brought the crowd down, and they took them back up again and managed to bring them down and take them back up again. I, I saw people complaining about certain matches and the quality, but what they don't realize is that it can't stay at a 10. Uh-huh. It can't. They need they need those popcorn matches, so to speak. They need the crowd to come down. And we've seen that. I forget what WrestleMania was, but um, the crowd got a bunch of great matches back to back to back. I believe it was... Um, Undertaker and Sean was one of them. And then the match directly after that, I think, was Triple H versus Randy Orton. Okay, it was a yeah. good match. That was 25. Because they were up too high too long. Right. Yeah, I think that was um, 25. I think that was the anniversary joint. Yeah, I think so. I should know this, but I, right now... Oh, come on, man. Don't like, tell well, me I know more than you now. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on exactly which number it is, but that's what happens, though. And the same thing happened at 29 with another Triple H match, uh, Triple H and Lesnar. They didn't give the crowd that time to come down 
and so they ended up dead for what was actually a good match. Yeah, man. I, you know, I think um, you know seeing Shane McMahon back on on TV was, you know, uh, according to a great philosopher we both know, Peter Rosenberg was definitely mage to see <laughs> Shane McMahon back on live TV. Uh, I mean, I would say not many people knew about it. Most of the insiders had an idea Shane was going to be the guy um, coming up on Raw, but you know he came out there. The pop was crazy. Um, the fans. Uh, just went nuts for him, and at you know th- throughout all of this, you know you were hating on the sneakers he had on because I said he had the Air, the Air Jordan ones, and you were trying you were trying to validate if those if those were really real. Yeah, I mean that was that was the hatred talking. I was a little bit jealous, you know. Um, Shane McMahon himself will tell you that he's a sneakerhead, so I don't right. doubt. You know, if I'm really speaking, I don't doubt the authenticity. Of- <laughs> Of those kicks, but um, if I'm talking, if, if I'm playing the heel, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just spewing a little bit of hatred in his lay, trying to rain on his grave, then yeah, I, we do have to remember that he he does spend some time in China. He's affiliated with a company out there in China. I'm just saying, I'm not going to make the accusation, but you can put it together. <laughs> I mean, yo, it man, might also be a possibility. Shane McMahon makes too much money to 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 come out there with some Air Jordan ones from. 28th Street downtown, bro. It, it ain't happening. <laughs> well, hey, listen, if you're making the money, you can keep it by buying a counterfeit, and then that way nobody will doubt, you know? Exactly. I, I actually took the picture of you know from my TV screen and I sent it to um, um, NiceKicks.com uh, and you know they they retweeted it out. So I'm thinking like, well, they're not gonna retweet it if it's fake. So they, if they did it, I'm like, okay, cool, those are real. So yeah. No, they def- they're definitely real. Like I said, I was just hating for a little bit. Yeah, and I, and I bet you got a lot of pushback from people like, Greg, what are you doing? You know, those are real Jordans. Like, don't get mad because you ain't got those or something, something like that. The funny thing is, man, on Monday night, that wasn't even the thing I said that got the most pushback. I, I suggested uh, Kevin Owens to the League of Nations, and that that. That was the worst thing I could have done for my reputation. I don't know, like, everybody came out to just tell me, like, yo, you're drunk, go yeah. home, like, just stop, don't do it. That got, that got the most pushback. Yeah, because they thought you were drunk because when Shane McMahon came out, you tweeted, I, I, I need a drink. I need a so. drink, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, would, I, I, I did write you back saying, well, you know, I, of course I wouldn't want Kevin Owens in there. If, if somebody had to be in there because of the whole international thing, a guy like uh, Cesaro will be there. But then I, I don't want Cesaro to come back heel. So I, then then that idea got nixed. Yeah, see, you know, you were part of the pushback. So you know what what happened when I when I suggested that. And I, I've since apologized. You guys are right. You know, some ideas are bad ideas. Right. I'm not, I'm not above them. But, um... Yeah, that, that people definitely cared more about Kevin Owens than uh, Shane McMahon's Jordan. Exactly. Which is surprising. Um, we are definitely on the road to WrestleMania 32 happening on April 3rd in, in Dallas, Texas. Um, are you headed to WrestleMania, Greg? Absolutely. See, now, now this is where I... I start hating because you're going, I'm not. So I have an official right to start hating on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If you're not going to be the yeah, the hate, let the hate. Oh, uh, uh, I can't, I can't knock it. Man, the hate has begun, bro. You, you should see my face right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to be in Dallas. I'm going to be down there for a week. And, um, 
trying to hang out. I have some friends down there, so I'm gonna try to hang out with them before mm-hmm. the festivities begin. But um, yeah, once it gets rolling, I'm trying to do as much as I can out there. Well, I, I'm gonna try every every avenue I can to to, to get down there. Uh, you know, have a good time there. I know I know it's gonna be built up for the next month and a half to be a, a big massive card. They're trying to break that WrestleMania three record and break the all time sporting event record for the event. Um, you know, just before we we switch topics, I think I think they'll break. Well, I know they'll break WrestleMania three. It's just a matter if they're gonna break. Uh, I think the NBA All-Star Game in 2010 had 108,000 plus, and I think that was their all-time record for any sporting event in, in, in the country. Do you think that they can get near or they'll break that 108,000 uh, uh, mark? Well, that's how many seats, like how many seats are in AT&T Stadium? Because, I mean, that, that's the question. And I, I don't know. I mean, if they – because even when they – when they fill the actual seats, then they got the floor seats too, which adds probably, a, I don't even know how many more seats that'll add to it. So I, I think they have a, a good shot at breaking the all-time overall attendance record for sure, but it's just about, I, with this card right now, I think they're building interest. I know they're not sold out, but I, I, I'm pretty sure they can get close, especially depending on how they build it up right. in these next few weeks. Well, uh, Monday was Monday was huge. If they have yeah. five more Mondays exactly like that, they can do it. Well, according to Wikipedia, that's not really a great source all the time. But according to them, they have 105,000 people that can sit there. But the, the All-Star game um, had 108,713. Uh, so 105,000 standing room only, they can fit in that stadium. But uh, the NBA yeah. joint had... Once you, once you put people on the floor, you can add... Much more seats in the the ring. The ring is uh, smaller than a right. um, basketball court. So, so we're gonna get to more. Uh, can be done. Yeah, we're gonna get to more wrestling stuff. We're chatting with uh, my man Greg Hyde, the one of the co-hosts of Cheap Heat Podcast. Check it out on iTunes. He's on Twitter at Stat Guy Greg. Um, you, my friend, are a lawyer, which I think is very cool for those who, who may not know. Um, how did that come about, and what got you into practicing law? Huh. Well, it's funny, man. People, people ask me that question, and they ask me the how did you end up on cheap heat question all the time. And the truth of the matter, well, the answer for both of those questions is the same. The short answer is, anyway, is that... Um, it was a complete accident, law school and cheap heat. And um, just bringing it back to me, my legal career, the law school thing happened because um, when I was younger, I was uh, I did a year of prep school in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and um, I was in a government work-study program, the PAGE program, working for the House of Representatives, and that was my first glimpse into U.S. politics. So I did that my junior year because it's a one-year program, so they, they only take high school juniors. So I did it, did the year, came out of paid school, came back to the city, you know, started applying to colleges because it was my senior year, and I went up to Nazareth College in Rochester right. as a political science major. And um, political science is one of those degrees, it's like there's only so much you can do with it, you know, like... Um, you can't do much with just the political science bachelor's. You have to add on to it. 
And so I didn't realize that going in. Mm-hmm. And my third year at Nazareth, I was talking to my advisor, and he basically asked me, you know, what's the plan after you get out of school? Because that's not one of those degrees, like I said, where that can be the last step and you'll be all right. Like, there needs to be more schooling afterwards. You need to focus it more. But I didn't know, so I told him straight up, I don't have a plan. Like, once I get this, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And um, I don't know if he just took a shot in the dark or whatever the case was, but he looked me dead in the, dead in the eye. I'll, I'll never forget his name. is Dr. Neelan. And he told me, you should go to law school. He said, most people with political science degrees do it as the first step towards law school. I think you'll do well in law school. You should go to law school. And um, he helped me with the application process, wrote me a recommendation, everything. I ended up getting into every law school that I applied to, and I went to UB. And, um, yes, that was, and that's the story. I went to UB. I did my three years in law school, passed the bar in Connecticut, passed the bar in New York, and uh, came back to New York, and I've been practicing since uh, 2012. So are you originally from New York, or you just moved to New York? I am. I'm from Harlem, USA. And you say that very proudly, bro. Very proudly, Harlem, USA. (laughs) (laughs) Harlem, USA. Born and raised. Born and raised. Uh, Same here, man. I mean, I'm not from Harlem. I'm from the um, Upper East Side, so I'm probably not that far away from you, which is kind of (laughs) crazy. Yeah, you're probably like down the block from me right now. Um. Yeah. Oh, you got the deluxe apartment in the sky and all of that. No, no, I don't, sir. No, I don't. <laughs> it it might sound like that, but I'm far, far from it, bro. It's just um. But yeah, born and raised. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm 32. I have no idea how old you are. I might be younger. I might be older. I have no idea. But I'm 30. You're 30, so I, I I'm older than yeah. you, man. Um, it, it's been great living here. Of course, you know, it, New York is. You know what they say—the mecca of basketball. You make it here, you make it anywhere. So you know you you're out there doing yeah. your thing. I'm doing my thing, and um, not not trying to steer away from the question, but you know it, it's really good to see uh, you doing your thing in law school, um, in practicing law, being a lawyer, doing the whole podcasting. Because at some point, man, like at the college, I didn't have I didn't have a direction either, man. I graduated. I could I could not wait to get out of there, and then. The, the big question was like, what do you do now? What do you like, do next? What do you do now? What are you, what are you going to do with that degree? Uh, are you going to work part-time, full-time? What is it? And then me, like just like you, by accident, this whole podcasting thing ended up by accident where, you know, my brother and I, we do a, a basketball tournament in the summertime. Yeah, uh, hoops in the sun. That's right. So before I do that, so you've heard of that before? I have. I have. Well, I'm not going to... Say your thing. Just say your spiel. I, I have heard of it. <laughs> no, so anyway, so we, we, we've been doing that since 2000, and at the time, my brother and I, we were trying to do something different, and, you know, we had some friends doing some online radio back then, on, on Blog Talk Radio at the time, and he was like, why don't we just do our own thing? And I was like, all right, cool, so who's going to host it? I'm not, I'm not, I was never the talker type. He was like, well, why don't you try it? We'll get some players, get some coaches, and we'll get a feel. And I kid you not, Greg, that was that was February 2010. We're still doing it six years later. We've had coaches, players, NBA, NFL, you name it. Everything just, yeah. everything just went. I had Rosenberg on two years ago, a great friend of mine. And it's been really like – and my my brother, he don't host it no more. I'm the only host, so I, I take everything, you know, on my own. And 
just like you by accident i'm doing this and i never i never even thought about having a microphone doing a show i was always shy and to myself and now i'm like well let me get this guy let me get this girl on the show because now we, <laughs> yeah. we could talk we have how you um, build it though yeah and, and it's it, it the way it's been built uh, if I can do it over again, I would. I, I can't write it any better than what it has been. So um, it, it's amazing how me and you are ending up in kind of like the same area. Yeah, and and it's good to see the city kids make it in the city because I feel like that's uh, we like unicorns, you know, like the city kids actually from the city, still in the city. There's not a lot of us, man. Yeah, we moved out. We've been, you know, transplants taking the spot. Nothing against that, but it's nice to see city kids thriving. Yeah, we, we, you know, me and you are like new day unicorns. <laughs> I remember the Marriott <laughs> Club. I mean, you know, going back to the, going back to the, to the to the law thing. I don't know how you do it, man. I know that must be a, a pretty, you know, it might be easy to you, but to me, to practice law, political science, man, dude, I was never a math guy, never a, a science guy, so you were doing the total opposite for me. But, like, even, like, jury duty would have me shook. I would try to get I would try to get out of that every single time. <laughs> Everyone I'll, tries to get out of jury Everybody, I'll fake a Everyone. sickness, I'll fake something, and they'll, and they'll be like, all right, great, uh, we won't bother you until, you know, six years from now. I'm like, damn, great. So it just, you know... Some people like that. Some people don't. I st- I definitely stay away from it, but um, I- I'm really proud of what you've been able to do, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And it's funny how one of my favorite TV shows is, is Suits on USA, and I watch that all the time. And then I, I hate. Is any- it good? I- I've been people told me like I've been- it's been recommended to me, but I haven't. Picked up uh, an episode yet, man. Let me- let me tell you something. We're gonna go into this TV show thing real quick. Um, the suit stuff. If you're if you're a fan of law, you practice that. It, it, I'm telling you, man. I think it's we're about five or six seasons in, so you're you're backed up. But I'm telling you, if you start watching it, you, you're gonna get hooked on it, man. It's it's everything that you practice that, that you learn about, um, the ins and outs, the the back stuff, you know, kind of things, how they you know try to do whatever. It, it's 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 real crazy. Um, it's on USA, I think on 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 Wednesday nights. I think it's actually showing it tonight at ten. Um, but if, if there's a TV show you haven't seen that needs to be recommended to you, it's going to be that. Okay. I might check it out. Because my thing, too, is, like, I don't like to catch a show. I like to catch it from episode one, season one. Right. So once it's already, like, I'm so far back and a new season is about to start, I want because I want to flow right into it. I want to be all caught up before the new season starts. So if the new season started, it's probably going to be one of those things where I need to find those episodes too, you know, like so I can be on it right when I'm done binge-watching the, the, the back episodes, catch right up on the season. But I have heard good things about Suits. I just never never got around to watching it. It's too much wrestling on TV. they got... Uh, Monday Night Raw, <laughs> main event on Wednesday or, or Tuesdays, NXT on Wednesdays, Ring of Honor on Wednesdays, uh, Lucha Underground on Wednesdays, pay per views right. on Wednesdays, too much. I think you're the only guy I know that watches main event. No, main event is good. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Main event, last week, there was a, um, a six-man tag, New Day okay. versus the Social Outcast. To Bo Dallas on commentary. And if you missed that, then you missed. Oh boy. You missed a major 
<laughs> if I'm missing out on I New mean, Day and Social Outcast, boy, I, 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 I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> no, not even, not even the match, but Bo Dallas on commentary. I promise you, you'll love that match. Bo Dallas needs to somehow get in that Wyatt family and save them because I have no idea what they're doing with the Wyatts. I've, I've always been a big Bray Wyatt fan. I, I, I can't even fathom what it is. It, did, did Bray Wyatt piss somebody off backstage? Because I have no idea why they keep going up and down, up and down, up and down with him, and he's losing to you know, irrelevant people. And he gets on WrestleMania last year with Taker, then he loses. Then he gets, you know, Jericho. Then he gets Roman Reigns. And it's like, dude, is this is this yeah. guy ever going to win? And he's been, what, three, four years deep already? And he hasn't won yeah. a singles title. Like, come on, bro. I don't think his character needs the championship, but um, he does need wins. I, I'll completely agree with that. He definitely needs wins. Otherwise, he's not scary. And his whole whole thing is like the new face of fear, the eater of worlds. But if you're that beatable, I don't believe you. Right. Going back to the TV show real quick, uh, what 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 shows have you have your interest? There's is, is a top three or top five. Whether it's I've seen it or not, what are some shows that you know you watch that you would recommend for other people to watch? Oh man, I always make time. I, I gotta catch Blackish, which I believe is on right now. But this interview, there'll there'll be a Hulu version of that. I can catch uh-huh. that. Um, I gotta catch Brooklyn Nine Nine on Hulu. Okay, that's a, that show is hilarious. Um, Game of Thrones when it's on. Man, I, 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 I'm over three already, bro. I'm over three. You know what? <sighs> Telling you, Blackish, <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine. And Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones when it's on Archer, when that's on. Oh, for Gotta four. catch Archer on SX. American Horror Story. You don't watch any of this stuff? I'm 0 for 5, bro. I'm, 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 I'm 0 for 5 right now. I ain't gonna Unbelievable. lie. Unbelievable. Oh, and one of my shows that just finished up is uh, The Challenge. I don't watch Real World or none of that stuff, but when The Challenge rolls around, I, I make sure I watch The Challenge on MTV. So. Mm-hmm. Man, so that's... My reality show. I'm I'm 0 for six. I'm 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 terrible, right? I'm shooting zero. I'm batting zero yeah. right now. Well, for yeah, me, it's yourself. it's um. I mean, I I I range, man. I, I just I watch about you know suits. I watch. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a comic book fan, so when it comes to that Daredevil, Flash, and Arrow, I'm watching all that. Oh, Jessica Jones was fired too on Netflix. I, like I did see Jones. that. There you go. I did see Jessica That's Jones. Nice. Um, it's not better than Daredevil. But it it is pretty I didn't good. See Daredevil, yeah. I, I haven't forgiven them for the Daredevil film. Yo, Greg, we are we are about to end this right now. If you tell me you have not seen Daredevil, we're about to end this right now. Yeah, no, I haven't. Seen it. <laughs> okay. You have to check it out. Cruise control. Um, <laughs> this is really fun. No, I haven't though. Uh, Greg, I'm telling you, man. I I, I think when you see Daredevil, and be, you better do it quick because they do um. Season two, uh, mid March. So you got you got to catch up quick. Um, I, and I'm, I'm perfect, Archie, because they're gonna. That's gonna be. I can do that. Yeah, do that. and I'm not gonna tell you to watch something and you be like, "This is whack." But if you watch that, I think you cannot compare it to Jessica Jones. That's number one. It's totally different. It, it's more darker. Um, he don't have you know all the stuff just yet, but he starts out very slow. But I'm telling you. 
um, when it's all, I think it's only 12, 13 episodes. I could be wrong, but when it, when when you finish it, you you enjoy it, man. I like I said, I haven't forgiven them for the um, the film. Like the oh yeah, that was, that was terrible. That was terrible. Was Rip Hug. I watched it in theaters. My be- my friend Saul uh, invited me to go see it. Mm-hmm. I went to see it, and I want to fight him. That movie was terrible. So oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, once I I I, I had no interest in the Netflix original once I saw that. Yeah, that, and, that uh, was um that was the early Ben Affleck era. And I know he's the new Batman, so I'm hoping that he, you know, redeems himself. But this this Daredevil, I'm telling you that. Um, House of Cards, which is also on Netflix. Yep, that's a good. Yeah, I watched that. There you go. Not not now with two. F is for family. You watched that? Did you catch that on Netflix? No, I, I, I have oh, not. Oh come on. F is for family is it's only six episodes, six half hour episodes. Hilarious though. Um, uh, let me see. I I did see Making a Murderer. I did see that. Um, even right now, the that uh, People versus OJ, I'm watching that currently. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, no, I have. I need, I need to start. I want. I want them to build up some episodes so I can binge watch. Dude, I, I, we are, we are, we're five weeks in. You got to catch up. People versus OJ is, is phenomenal. I, mean, I know the story. I was I was 11 years old in '94 NBA Finals, and they put the Broncos yeah, on I TV. Remember. I remember, I remember all that. watching. <laughs> And I wasn't even I wasn't even uh, a Nick fan, so I was just like, oh wow, you know, Bron- Bronco chasing the corner or whatever. I'm I, I, that seems more intriguing than you know Akeem Olajuwon killing Patrick Ewing on the court. <laughs> um. Anyway, I uh, that. what 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 sports team do you like? Are you are you one of those um, New Yorkers that have to like every New York team, or are you a fan of somebody else outside of New York? I am not one of those New Yorkers that have to like. New York teams. Wonderful. I'm one of those. I'm one of those New Yorkers who like the classic New York teams. So if this <laughs> team ends with an X, I don't fuck with you. I don't know if we can curse. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It don't ends, matter. Yeah, if your team ends with an X, I don't like you unless you're playing for a championship, and then you have my support. But like I said, Yankees, New York football giants. Okay. New York Knicks. That is it. Okay, so you. I respect players on other teams and things like that. You know, uh, I had respect for Peyton Manning before I read this news story, and you got to see what what actually happened with that. And I, uh-huh. I need more details on that. You know, um, the University of North Carolina basketball team, college basketball. I like them. Um, my buddy Mike Hart used to play on Michigan, so I, I, I like Michigan football. But uh, yeah, New York all the way, like like classic New York, old New York, real New York. Okay, so you're a Nick fan, you're a Giant fan, and you're a Yankee fan. All right, so yeah, uh, I'm I might I might you know fuck you up real here uh, real quick here. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a Nick fan. So of course, yeah. I was gonna say you have to be a Knicks fan. You have to be a Knicks. But I was not always a Knicks fan. I, I'll say that I was. I was a Chicago Bull fan, uh, which you can kind of understand. Mid, you know, early '90s, mid '90s, Jordan era. So you, you, you got to give me a pass with that. And once they disbanded in '98, I was like, um, I need a new team. And that's when uh, Spreewell got traded. I was a big Spreewell fan, and I was like, boom, let me let me try it out with the Knicks. 
They go to the finals um, back in 99. Uh, they went yep. to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2000. And it's been a, 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 a shitstorm ever since then. So it, 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 is, <laughs> it, it is what it is. So I've been, I've been – Glimmers of hope, but yeah, it's only only glimmers. Yeah, so like majority of you know of my liking the Knicks career, I've had like two, three playoff appearances, and that's 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 pretty terrible. Yeah, it's awful. It's a pug. But um, let me ask you this, then. Yeah. As as the basketball guy, while we're talking basketball and not wrestling, let me ask you this: What do you think about the Warriors' chances of breaking? Your beloved Bulls record. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm no longer a Bulls fan. If they happen to do it, but um, those are your Bulls, though. The '72 and '10 Bulls. Okay, like, those are your th- era of Bulls fandom. That's right. The seven, the, the 1996, 72 and '10 Bulls are are my my greatest team of all time. And I think if the Warriors, you know, if they break it, then. You know, w- once you get MJ to tell Clay Thompson, "Listen, go ahead and break it," you you have his blessing. Then I feel better because you know some some things Michael Jordan wants to hold on to every record, and I don't feel like you know if if he gives the blessing, then it's either a they're gonna go for it or b they're gonna want to somehow remain healthy, not play all the guys that you know down the stretch. But right now, dude, they're fifty and five. It, it seems like nobody's gonna beat them in a seven game series. The Cavs, I, I don't know if they can do it. San Antonio might be the only team that could. Oklahoma City maybe, but I think everything relies on too much on Durant and, and, and Westbrook. Um the Clippers, I, I don't know. There's only one Eastern Conference team that can compete with the Warriors, and, and, that's, and that's the Cavaliers. So the Warriors got to get through San Antonio, uh, OKC. Didn't they just, didn't they, you said the Cavs? Yeah, I, I mean... I, I mean, as far as giving them any kind of, you know, any chance of, like, just to make make it competitive. Like, I don't, I don't see Toronto right. or anybody, uh, Chicago going to the finals. Okay, now you're right. So, like, yeah, I, I, again, LeBron's going to go to another finals, I think number seven, and I think he may not win it. I, I, he may not win a chip in, in Cleveland. I, I'm a big LeBron fan. I would want him to get one ring in Cleveland. But nobody – saw the Warriors coming last year and nobody saw this 15-5 Warriors coming this year and everybody's like oh Warriors 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 and I'm like I'm a basketball fan but let, let's make it competitive out here you know <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna lie I don't want to see LeBron getting more English this is me hating again I remember <laughs> this, listen decision time decision time there was talk of LeBron coming to the Knicks oh god don't remind me please that I believe. I believe it's him. I believed in. And he didn't do it. And so, I mean, he's a great basketball player. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you know, I can't, I can't, forget, I have not forgiven him for that. Yeah. You could call it hate. You can mm. do whatever you want. You would be absolutely right. But I don't care. I don't want to see LeBron have too much success unless he comes to the greatest city in the world. Right. And does he with us? Then <laughs> get all the things he wants. But until until unless that that's on the table, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. So it's safe to say you're not a LeBron fan. He has my respect, but mm. that's, that's different from fandom. So no, I'm not a LeBron fan. Okay, just to um, wrap wrap this part up real quick. Um, Nick fan. 
uh, you, you might you might kill me for this, but I, I, I was always, not always, but I, in, in, in the mid-2000s, I was never a, a, a Yankee fan. So on purposely, I was like, you know what? I'm a Red Sox fan, so what? And then, and then the year that I first became a Red Sox fan, you guys beat us in Game 7, 3 LCS with the Aaron Boone stuff. And I'm like, I, I, I did not hear the end of it. And I'm like, all right, whatever, I, next year. And then you guys are up 3-0 in the, in, the, in the LCS. I'm hearing everything. And then, lo and behold, uh, you guys lost four straight to us. So, And we won the World Series that year. So I felt pretty good and proud that, that you know, that happened. Blind luck. Number one. Number <laughs> Yankees. Are now and always have been the greatest team in sports history. Yeah, I give you that. The greatest team in sports history. That's hockey, volleyball, um, uh, Quidditch, all sports. Mm-hmm. Yankees number one. That's the, that's the second thing. I give you that. The third thing. You got to the bandwagon too late. Like, you missed a great time to be a Yankees fan um, from 96 to 2000. Like, that's when you want to get on it. Yeah. Yeah. You missed it. You missed out. No. So that, that one's your fault. You even said, you're older than me. That one's your fault. I don't know. You can't blame anybody but yourself. You look in the mirror and you live with that. You did that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't miss out because I, I was I was never a baseball fan during that time. I became a Red Sox quote unquote fan in '03, so I was going against the Yankees. I I, I mean, I like Yankee players, but I wasn't rooting for the Yankees. I, I'm not saying I'm going to see my team today. I'm going to go to the to Yankee Stadium and see my team because I'm a Yankee fan. I was never that or or the Mets. I was never a Mets fan or Yankee fan. I right. I was always different. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick somebody else that you know. I could be a fan of. Everybody talks about Jeter and, you know, Phil Simms and you. Yeah, no. Ewing. I, was a, I was a Yankees fan before I was a baseball fan, if that makes any sense. Like, um, I wouldn't watch regular season games, but then when, you know, playoffs roll around, like, I would follow it and just keep up with the team. And then they'd win a championship and I'd go to the parades and, like, yep. you know, skip school and all of that. So, yeah, I'm telling you, man, you, you missed out on a, on a good time. What a time to be alive! Yeah, I, you know, my favorite Yankees uh, is, is A Rod. So that, that's one, that's one of my favorite plays of all time. So as long as A Rod got a ring one time with, with you guys, I feel so great. He did, yeah. And he was the reason why you guys won. Let's 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 you know th- that's a fact. Yeah, it is. And I'm a Minnesota Viking. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a Minnesota Viking, and a Patriot fan. There you go. Wow. So you can hear me. I know you're a Giant fan, but I, I was never a Giant fan or a Jet fan, for that matter. Nobody was ever a Jets fan, but uh, <laughs> no. Patriots is a pug. Oh, man. Uh, um, the Cheat Cheats? Oh, here we go with the Cheat Cheats and the, and the Gates over, and the Spy over, over the Giants, the New York football Giants that they can't beat in the Super Bowl, but you know whatever, we can move on. That's, that's, that's fine. That's the only... That's the only argument or only the fact that you have that you're a 2-0 against Tom Brady in his prime, per se, in the Super Bowl. But Not in his prime, per se. In his prime. Okay, in, in, in his prime. and they, they, they were trying to get the undefeated record. 
I, I, I give you that. But end of the day, he has four rings. And that's why they booed the shit out of him when they said Tom Brady at Super Bowl 50 and he walked out like he was the man. He was very he, he, he was mage that day and he, he got he got all the heat. And he walked out, took a seat because they know he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, here we go. Don't don't start with your Montana Eli stuff. I think Peyton Manning is in the conversation for that for sure. You know, he's not. He's not bad. Come on, Greg. He's not better than Tom Brady. I think so. I think he is. You think he's better than Tom Brady? I think he is. And I, this is what I'll point to as evidence. Okay. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, right? Mm-hmm. They're both excellent quarterbacks. But Tom Brady. Most of his success is just as much Belichick and the system that he played under as it is him. Whereas Peyton Manning, it was all him. Here's why I say that. Tom Brady always had good receivers. And even as a quarterback, he wasn't that much. Like, he wasn't that important for the success of the Patriots. Do you remember that year he got injured? Mm-hmm. And um, who they put us in? Was it Ryan? Uh, um, Matt Castle. Matt Castle. And the train kept rolling. They still won. They had no problem. Like, they still did well. Tom Brady's injured, not doing anything on the field. Do you remember what happened when Peyton Manning got injured? Yeah, they were terrible, and they had the to draft Andrew Luck. The Colts fell apart. The, the Colts did so bad without Peyton Manning that they thought about making him the NFL MVP because that just showed how much he went to the team. Oh. Tom Brady gets injured, so he's just a spoke in the wheel. The wheel keeps turning. Peyton Manning gets injured, the machine falls apart. What does that tell you? They don't really it's tell me better. nothing. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't because you... That tells I, you that I, he's been carrying his team. Okay, so you, so you mean to tell me that Brady has he had... makes bums look like superstars. So you mean to tell me that Pitt, that Brady has had better receivers than Peyton Manning? Is, is that what you're really telling me? He's had he's had a better all around team than Peyton Manning. Yes. All right. So okay, my thing. Who who do you want in the clutch? Who do you who do you want making that last throw? Who do you want? Peyton Manning, who has a noodle arm, or Tom Brady, who is the most prolific quarterback of all time? I want Eli. That's what I want. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Stat guy, Greg, Greg Hyde. Uh, he's here on the Cruise Control Podcast. Um, I'm going to get to this uh, wrestling questions now. Um, how long have you been a wrestling fan for, Greg? Oh, man, since as long as I can remember. So I'm going to say I'm going to say 88. Because mm-hmm. those are like earliest memories, but definitely maybe before that, I just can't verify it. Now you know. We'll was, go 88. Was there like a moment? Was it a match uh, that that you saw that got you hooked onto it, or like you know, was your family watching it and you happened to be sitting? Yeah, my older brother. My older brother was um, same here. Like heavy into wrestling, so I would watch it just because they were watching it, and um, the f- I don't remember. A first match, per se. Mm-hmm. But I remember um, they had WrestleMania 
three on tape, and we would watch that tape over and over and over. Like, if nothing's going on, yo, throw on the WrestleMania three, like, all the time. I think, you know, for me, it was, you know, my older brother, he was watching it, and one day I was just watching the TV, and I had no idea what was going on. And, you know, back in the days, um, I think it was in fr- on, on a Friday night, Saturday night, you know, not, not main event, but they would air some matches that they would have uh, on the on the MSG network at, a, at, at, the, at the Garden. So I would watch on a Friday night, and I would see, like, Warrior against Mr. Perfect or Andre the Giant, Rick Rude, Jake Roberts, whoever it was. And it just, from that point on, it gravitated to me in the first uh pay-per-view that I remember watching from from start to finish was, I think, SummerSlam 88 or 89. And, I, you know, it was Hogan there and Warrior was there, Rick Rude, all them guys. But whoever asks me what made you become a wrestling fan t- until now, I always said that the match between Warrior and Hogan at WrestleMania 6 was the match that you say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to be a, a wrestling fan from now on. You can't tell me nothing. Because just the whole magnitude of good guy versus good guy main event in like a uh, 70,000 uh, seat arena and you really had at that time you had to pick a side are you a, a warrior fan or a hogan fan yeah. and they were two good guys and you just know you just knew that one of them was going to go down and surprisingly to, to to some warrior won and it was kind of like that passing the torch um, kind of feel, kind of era that Hogan did his his due. He may not be champion no more, and Warrior was the new guy heading in, heading into the the nineties. And I was always a big Macho Man fan too. And and, and Rosenberg told me that years ago. He he's been uh, a Macho Man fan as well. Another oh shit, I didn't know that. So like Macho Man, Warrior, Hogan, those were the guys that really got me yeah. into this whole thing. Yeah, Macho Man is. One of my guys too. Like I, he was definitely more so than Hogan. Um, Definitely more so than Warrior. I I was always a macho man guy. The Million Dollar Man was was one of my guys too Mm -hmm. back in the day. Um, Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart, Hart Foundation. Actually, I should say those are those are my my dudes. Right now, you know, people call you. Stat guy Greg, uh, um, uh, so your 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 memory must be on point when it comes to the world of, of pro wrestling. Was it natural that you just kind of remembered little different things about the wrestlers, the matches, the pay per views? You know, were you keeping score in your head so that down the road you can tell people my age that you know what <laughs> I know more about this than you do? Well. Um... My memory is just ridic- like ridiculous regardless. So, like, one, I'm very detail-oriented. So I, right. I pay attention to detail. It's going to be hard to get, to, like, slip anything past me. And um, and my memory is just on point regardless. Not even with respect to just wrestling, but anything that captures my interest, I'll remember it. And I'll remember the most random mm. things about it. And so, um, it was it was just a perfect fit for me to be the stat guy on Chief Heat, just because um, I figured that is what I could add to the show. 
And um, thankfully, Rosenberg and Shoemaker agree that mm. that is something that I wouldn't say that the show needs, but it, it is an added value for sure. Now, do do people ever give you, like, for example, when you know a Raw is on or a pay per view, or I go I go to the network and. My brother and I, we we kind of joke around, and sometimes I don't know if he's joking or he gets mad at me, but I'd be <laughs> like, I'd be like, well, you know, if this guy wins the Royal Rumble, it'll be his third Rumble win, and he'll look at me like, how do you remember all that? I'm like, well, I just do. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to get mad at me because I do, or the fact that I know more than you, and I'm like, well, I know every Royal Rumble winner. And he'd be like, you know what? Let me get my phone real quick, and I'm going to go to Wikipedia, and I, I, I want you to tell me all the winners. And I'd be like, well, this guy won, this guy won, this guy won, and I won't mess up. And he'll, he'll just give me a look like, like, yeah, either I'm proud of you or, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I don't know. I can't tell, right. which, I can't tell which one it is. It's probably a little bit of both. I can do that because those, you know, there, there have been a lot of champions. In order is tough. In order, in order is, yeah. And there's random people who had it that um, people probably never even heard of. Like Stan Stasiak, I think, is a champion. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows that, though. He had it maybe two months. You know, like those random people that you forget about. Well, not even that you forget about, that you don't even know about. Right. Now, what are you know? Like I said, we've been watching this for a long time. What is something that you, something that you miss from wrestling back then um, that you would like to somehow see it in today's product or today's world? And, and what what are some things that you currently like about today's product? Oh man, what do I miss from back then? That they probably don't do at all now, or don't do as much. Whether it's the type of matches or whatever, the the production, the promos. Like for example, I I miss where I hate when every outside of Mania, I hate when every like you know what, like you said, I'm very you know you're very detail oriented. So am I, and people may not care about this, but I'm like, why does every stage set? look the same for a pay-per-view as it is on SmackDown and Raw. And I'm like, what happened to the what happened to the stage? I know WrestleMania gets the biggest stage, but why the Rumble looks like a regular February Raw stage? Like it should be it should be it should look different for a a, a pay-per-view. That's what that's what yeah, I it's, miss. it's slightly different, but I know what you mean. I remember there was one pay-per-view, I believe it was a Rumble where they had like 
they were at the garden. They had the taxi cab hanging over the entrance. Yeah, that was 2000. I was think. that? Yeah, I think it was either 99 or 2000. But yeah, you're right. They don't. They don't take. They don't go that hard anymore. For um, no, they don't. With the set designs, I think more like pure managers. You have Paul Heyman, but like actual managers with whether they have one guy or they have a stable of guys. Right. That just come down to the way. I, I missed that. That was. That was dope. That was fun. Just even with like. Because I feel like most of the managers were healed back then, too. But even to see them, you know, interact with each other, you know, Bobby Heenan and Jimmy Hart. Right. And, like, they they had their different crews. And um, I thought that was always like that. I thought that was dope. And they don't do enough of that. Like, there's a bunch of stables, but no managers. And so I feel like it might be a lost art at this point. And, and um, yeah. what do I like about the product now? Right. Um, I think I like NXT and I like I like um, I like the fact that yeah there's definitely a WWE style mm-hmm. as far as you know how the matches are done and the way they do things in the ring but I like that um, they have different types of wrestlers all able to thrive um, in the company together, you know, like, mm-hmm. you got, um, what's his name, Kalisto, and uh, you got Alberto Del Rio, and you got uh, AJ Styles, but then Ryback is also over, you know, Big Show's still able to do, not as much as he used to, but, like, he's still able to go, and um, Roman Reigns, there's all these different styles of wrestling, even at Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and they're all... Uh, appreciated at least by management enough to go out and put on matches and get TV time. Mm-hmm. Now you did say earlier that you're on your way to WrestleMania 32, which I'm still hating. Forty minutes after the fact, um, how many how many WrestleManias have you been to? This is going to be my third one. I did 29, I did 30, and then I skipped last year. And this is going to be my third WrestleMania. So you skipped out on possibly one of the top five WrestleManias of all time last year. Um, I wouldn't put it top five, but it was great. 30 is definitely top five. I was there for that. Okay, so if top five manias, if 30 uh, is in it, who rounds up the other four? So you got 30. 30, 19. 19. Um, WrestleMania 9, no, I'm kidding, 9 is not in there. Oh, 30, my 19, God. 13. So, yeah, 13. So, 30, 30, 13, 19. 30, 13, 19. Um, which, which one was <clears throat> Sean Taker 1? That was a good one, too. That was uh 25. 25, and you got to put three in there, right? Even though okay. three, is, three is set it off. So we got three, 13, 19, 30, 25? Yep. 
Now, how in the how in the world do you not have seventeen in there? I think seventeen is um, overrated. I don't know why. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Nineteen is better than seventeen. I think. Ah uh, man, I listen. I I, I love both. Uh, if there's any any WrestleManias that you can watch front to back, and maybe uh, one skip or or the most or two, I think seventeen. I think seventeen has that that thing where you knew that the whole Monday Night War was over, and it was just like. The culmination of four or five years of the battle with WCW, and you had The Rock and Stone Cold in the main event. You had Taker Flair. You had that that three team TLC match. Um, you had Shane O'Mac and Vince in that in in, in uh, up in there. Um, there's so many other matches I can't even remember. But 19 was tough too. You also had like a gimmick battle royal that I Sheik won. And that's why I said you have one skip, and that'll be the one. That'll be the one little skip all, I do. Oh, um, what about that European Championship match too? That that, that was Guerrero. That, that was Guerrero. That, that card was stacked, but it wasn't. I, I feel like nineteen was better. Nineteen had uh, Jericho versus Shawn Michaels, right? That was tough. Uh, that was tough. That was tough. Um. You had um, um Hogan, Hogan and Vince. Hogan and Vince, yep. You had Rock and Stone Cold three. Also had Rock and Stone Cold, yep. They have Rock, Lesnar, Kurt Angle. And Triple H, Booker T. Yeah, like. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you had. Seems, you had Taker. Really yeah, Taker big against Big Show and A Train. Come on, man. You can skip that one. Nineteen is definitely the better card. Seventeen. Yeah, 17 good, but I think it's overrated. Uh, uh, that doesn't get much replay value for me. I was watching 19 the other day. Okay. I think f- uh, for me, I, I would go 7, well, not not in no order. 17, 19, uh, 3, but just because of how big it was for for the 80s and the whole wrestling boom. I think, I, I, I'm telling you, man, uh, your WrestleMania 13 is not... I can't put that top five. I, although I had Stone Cold and Bret Hart in the I, in the I Quit match or uh, the, the the submission match, I'll give you that. But no, yeah, that's the only reason it's in my top five. Yeah, but come on, you, you had the, the 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 Sultan and Shamrock up in there. Like, come, come on, Greg, <laughs> come on, Greg, go back to that car and you had Taker Stone and Cold, Stone Cold and Bret Hart is the only reason that WrestleMania 13 is in my top five. Yeah, but you you can't do that. You you can't say well because of one match, it's the greatest top five. Many of all time, you can't do that. For all that, I'll put twenty five in there. I'll, I'll put. Um, I did put twenty five in there. Well, you, we're good. I, I'll put. I don't know about twenty five. No, thirty one. Thirty one. Come on, that that thirty one. The the, the 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 main event finished by itself with Seth coming out 30, there. Thirty one was not better than thirty. Not even close. Well, I, I get that the whole Daniel Bryan thing and. The lead up, plus it was Taker and Brock, and nobody thought Brock was going to win or thought that he was really going to win the match. You had Cena, Bray Wyatt, you had uh, Daniel Bryan, Triple H. Um, come on, then you had the New Age Outlaws and Kane and, 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 you know, the Shield and whatever. Come on, you can skip that match. Why? It was like two minutes. <laughs> but that's, to that's two minutes I can't get back. You don't have to skip it. And it was a good, it was a good match for what it was. 
All right. I'll give you that. 30 is, 30 is definitely better than uh, 31. I, I'll give you 30. I'll put 31, 19, 17, and either 25 or 3. I think we're, we're really in the same ballpark because, you know, every every mania has its own, you know, legacy and nostalgia factor. But I think 31 has to be in there. Could, you know why? Because I think a lot of people thought 31 was going to be eh, kind of average. But I think at the end of the day, it shocked a lot of people. Like, holy shit. Like, WrestleMania 31 was, was really, really, really good. And I, I don't think people knew how to react because they thought it was going to be sub, uh, subpar. Yeah, I think they were doing that. I feel like they were doing that all last year, though. Like, it, it was subpar on paper, but then um, the show's delivered. So, but, but you can't really say, it's like, if you're going to say it's one of the best because they lowered your expectations so much, then what, what are you really, what's really the criteria here? Uh, I would say, you know, the, the, the effect it had, like, on the business, uh, uh, the, the type of matches from, from, match to match to match can can you skip it can you um can you watch it all the way through the magnitude of the matches and how many you know classic matches you can say well they have this and plus the the talent i think the talent is really got to be up there because you know like you said WrestleMania 19 had that whole ruthless aggression talent and 17 had the whole attitude uh, era talent so i think for nostalgia purposes, people might say old, older than me and you might say three. People our generation might say seventeen, nineteen, and might say thirty-one and thirty. What is my says nine or eleven? Oh, so, now if we go to the worst, I'm giving you nine and eleven. That's it. There's, there's, there's no worse WrestleMania yeah. for me than nine and eleven. I can't. I think I can see Deshaun two, Diesel from, two, from eleven. That's two, it. Nine and eleven was awful. And two thousand. Two, yeah, two thousand. Two thousand was very suspect. Very suspect. I I know the the fatal four way and I think that that uh, that that tag team match. But other than that, bro, I don't really I don't really remember anything from. WrestleMania 2000. That, that 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 is suspect. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Greg, you are one of three hosts. Like I said, of the Cheap Pete podcast with Peter Rosenberg and David Shoemaker. Um. You did say that the whole thing came by accident, and I know you've probably talked about it before on other shows and interviews. But I, you know, I gotta know how did the opportunity come about for where you are now with Cheap Pete with Rosenberg and Shoemaker. Um, yeah, also an accident. Um, basically, what happened was um, I had a mutual friend with Rosenberg, um, DJ Cypher Sounds, um, formerly of High 97. He, uh, he did a morning show with Rosenberg. He, um, he also a podcast with Rosenberg, mm. the Wind Up Steam podcast. Um, also on iTunes, and like I said, me and Sife, we were cool. Um, we, we developed a relationship, and I was listening to Chief Heat one day, and Rosenberg and Shoemaker going back and forth about, I think they were talking about the Bushwhackers, and Shoemaker made a comment about the Bushwhackers being from Australia, I think, mm-hmm. but they're from New Zealand. And so when he said that, 
I was like, oh, I got to tweak them, like, the correction, like, this, they got this wrong. But I had been listening, like, I was backed up, so I wasn't listening to Chief Heat right when it dropped, which means that by the time I got to them, who knows how many people sent them that same type of tweet, like, right. oh, you said this and it was wrong. So that's when the idea came to me, like, oh, I could just sit in and then correct them, like, right there, live. And um, I sat on it because I didn't want to bother Sykes with it. And then I'm listening to another episode of Chief Heat a little bit later, and you can faintly hear Rosenberg under his breath. He says, we need a fat guy. Like, he, they say something, and, like, they're trying to figure out. I forget what they're trying to figure out. But they, in the midst of their conversation, they both realize that they don't have the answer to this question about wrestling history. And Rosenberg just said on his breath, we need a stat guy. So when I heard that, I was just like, all right, I need to hit Sykes up because the listeners of Cheap Heat are rabid. Mm. Somebody's going to hear this, and then they're going to get a stat guy. And this was an idea that came to me two months ago, I need to jump on this. So I text Sife. It was late. So I texted him at like 1 a.m. Right. Like, yo, can you put me in touch with Rosenberg? He hit me right back. He was like, yo, what do you need? I pitched him the idea. He was like, oh, a black wrestling nerd. That's hilarious. <laughs> I Rosenberg. So he told them that he introduced me to Rosenberg. And this was in late April. But my schedule wouldn't allow me to show up to Chief Heat until um, that May 5th episode last year. Mm-hmm. And so I go, and I do that first episode, and they were, they were real cool. I was like, oh, all right, that's what's up. You know, come back next week. And then every week after that, it has been next week, like come back next week, come back next week. And so that gets us to where we are today. But it wouldn't have happened, like I said, if... You know, it was, it was all an accident, really. Like, if at any point somebody said no or just wasn't with it or just like, this is weird, which is the natural response that anybody should have had, then I wouldn't be there. You know, Sykes right. was gracious enough to say, I'll put your turn to Rosenberg, and Rosenberg was gracious enough to say, come by and sit in on an episode. And Shoemaker was cool enough to say, come back next week. And so, um, thanks to those three guys. Absolutely, man. I, I, like I said before, man, I, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. I'm about to text Rosenberg right now to put me down. Now, <laughs> um, just just real quick, I, I got two more real quick. Um, like, you know, you've been there since May. Um, just kind of go through what, what kind of influence Rosenberg ha- and Shoemaker um, have been on you during this time with Cheap Pete. Oh, man, they're the best. I feel like... Um... I feel like Daniel signed with two Mr. Miyagi's. Because you got Shoemaker, who um, he's just a wealth of knowledge. Not even just wrestling knowledge, just like just knowledge about everything. Like he, he knows something about everything. There's nothing you can say to him. Well, like there's not a topic you can raise that he's not familiar with enough to have a conversation. And an intelligent conversation. Absolutely. And um, even when he when he discusses these things, 
she just does it in a way that you, you know you're listening to quite possibly the smartest guy in the room. And then Rosenberg is, he takes that, that genius level um, intellect that Shoemaker has and he filters it into a way that it translates to everybody. Like, mm-hmm. people like to knock Rosenberg and, like, you know, all oh, the soundboard is ridiculous. Uh, you don't barely watch Raw. Like, but I will say this because I see it firsthand from sitting in on an episode of Chief Heat when he wasn't there. He is 100% needed on that show. And Shoemaker is also 100% needed on that show. Mm-hmm. I'm still iffy about how much I need on that show, but those two guys are the perfect team. They balance each other out perfectly. And um, from the both of them, I've learned not only about broadcasting and and, um, entertainment, but just how to present myself and my thoughts, which that goes beyond podcasts and anything. Mm. So, yeah. Well, I never met Shoemaker. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a he's a great, phenomenal guy. I, I've met Rosenberg a few times. Uh, great dude overall. Funny, funny as hell. You know, me me and Rosenberg go all the way back to 2014. Um, <laughs> 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 nah, I, I met him a couple of times. He he was DJing at this Nick event uh, two years ago, and I did the same thing. Hey, man big fan i want to have you on my show and he did it i think it was during the royal rumble 2014 time um great dude i know he does he does a lot of things for hot and you know espn the michael k show he's all over the place in cheap heat so i don't know if this guy gets any sleep but i know he's you know very influential in in the whole music and and, and podcast and wrestling world but greg before i let you go my final one to you um do you do you ever see yourself doing your own show down the road, uh, podcast, whether it's, it's on wrestling, it's on sports or whatever, do you see yourself branching out and doing something on your own? Um, or not yet? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think so. Not yet. Uh, not yet is probably the best answer for that. Because, I mean, let's be honest, this time last year, I didn't even see myself in... Um, in the entertainment world, definitely not on any podcast. So, mm. um, I will say this: that I'm open to every opportunity. Right. So, if one is presented and I'm, I'm made an offer that I just can't refuse, then I just have to give the people what they want, and you know, sprinkle my voice on a radio broadcast or show my face <clears throat> on a TV. Like who knows? But. Um, yeah, I'm definitely open to any opportunity. I don't have any plans for it. I'm not trying to gear anything towards that. I'm just having a lot of fun right now as a part of the Chief Heat team. And outside of my legal career, that's definitely what I'm focused on right now. So no personal aspirations. I'm not trying to, you know, this is not a stepping stone. No Seth Rollins moves from here. <laughs> um. I'm going to wrap it up with this. Uh, you, you never told me how you knew about the tournament that me and my brother do, so how you heard of it or whatnot. Well, um, 
it's, it's funny. Shortly after you requested the interview, um, and I agreed to it, I ran into I ran into somebody, um, another lawyer, and um, who also does a podcast. Okay. Um, he's um, he's uh, what's his what's his Twitter handle? The Black Ecologist, I believe, is a Twitter handle, and um, he's on Bill Roden on Sports. That that podcast. Okay. And um, we were just talking and shooting the shit, and. Um, we were just talking about, you know, wrestling and wrestling fans on Twitter. And um, he mentioned he mentioned your name. And he mentioned you and your brother. And uh, he broke down. Because I told him um, about the interview I had coming up. And he was like, oh, I know him. He's a he wrestling fan. You know, definitely do the interview. He spoke very highly of you and um, your brother and your father as well. And um, he told me about the tournament and you guys, basically your pedigree. So, um I'll admit I haven't been out to any of the tournaments, but um, like I said, I have heard of it because a mutual friend spoke very highly of it. Wow. <clears throat> well, but that's how I know about Oops in the Sun. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you to uh, whoever that guy was. Uh, yeah, Jamal. His name is Jamal. 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 Well, I'm I'm drawing a blank here, but I'm pretty. He knows he knows, he knows you. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, well, shout out to Jamal for uh, you know giving you the lowdown of what we do. Uh, yeah, man, eighteen, uh, seventeen years. Um, you know, come out there. We are we do it from June to August. Uh, I'll text you info later as time gets closer. We'd love you to have you up there. Um, you and the whole Cheapy family. But Greg, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I greatly appreciate it, man. I know we probably went oh, over my time. Pleasure, my pleasure. I know you probably went over time, but you know you could blame me for that. You know, so um, if you want, you could tell people about where they can hear the show, how they can contact you on, on Twitter. And um, I'm not sure if the new Chief Pete episode dropped. It probably did. I don't. I don't know. I haven't heard it. It did. Check for it, man. It's Return of the Mac. The latest um, episode. Um, it came out today. It's Return of the Mac. That's right. Mark Morrison. Part of that. I named it. <laughs> it's a fun episode. Very, very timely. We'll, we'll definitely check it out. So, again, Greg Hyde. He's on Twitter. Stat Guy Greg. One of the three co-hosts of Cheap Heat Podcast. Greg, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. All right. It's been fun here on Cruise Control. That's right.